so we're going to just, uh, we're going to dive right into the, to the word together. And um, yeah, uh, I was inspired to speak on this message because uh, whether you know it or not, today is Good Shepherd Sunday. So it's appropriate that my message is titled The Good Shepherd. Um, and then uh, on top of that, uh, we have, I have a friend um, who was on a, one of our Harvest Lives recently, who uh, him and his family, um, dad and mom and brother and sister-in-law, um, pastor an amazing church in Washington, Pennsylvania called Life Church, and they're doing great things. And uh, he's releasing a song today um, that we're going to, to give you a link for at the end of the video so you can watch it and share it. Um, but it's called Shepherd. And I was so inspired by the words of the song that he wrote. And I wanted to preach a message around it because I believe that right now, more than ever before, we need to understand that um, we, we have an active uh, advocate in, in the Good Shepherd. And so uh, I want to get to kind of what that means. Let's start, in, if we can, in, in John uh, chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. If not, it'll be on the screen behind me. Um, it says, truly, truly, I say to you, uh, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. But when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger, they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. We're going to come back to that in a moment. I want you to understand that uh, during the times of, of, of these, these ancient days where, of course, there's still shepherds there today in that part of the world, um, there is, uh, there's something I need you to understand about what, what's happening here. When, when there would be a storm coming or when there would be danger or when there would be something that the shepherds were worried about the sheep not being safe, they would bring them into like an alcove or they would bring them into a cave or they'd bring them into an area that was protected by rocks or by, by thick bush. And, and they would have one doorway or one opening and the shepherds would take turns guarding that. And oftentimes, because there was only so many places like this, multiple flocks of sheep would be led into those areas. And, uh, and what would happen and what you're, what you're hearing here when he says that he, he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, the sheep follow him because they know his voice. First of all, I want to tell you this, um, cattle are driven, but sheep are led. And uh, unfortunately, I think if I can be real with you, I feel like in the Christian church, oftentimes uh, believers are treated like cattle or they think they're cattle. And uh, they think that God is a cattle driver and not a shepherd who leads. The, the reality is, is, as believers, we are sheep and we are led. We are not driven. In other words, there isn't a mean shepherd behind us, you know, cracking the whip saying, you know, go here and go there and listen to me. No, it is a shepherd that goes before that actually leads us into those places that goes ahead, that encounters the danger, encounters the peril before we ever get to it, that knows what to expect and knows how to lead and where to lead based on what the shepherd is encountering. In other words, we're not being sent off into the world, even in the middle of this pandemic, without somebody who's encountering the danger before us and preparing a way for us that will lead us to a peaceful place. 
And, and, and what we see here is a shepherd would have driven, or sorry, would have led the sheep into an alcove or a cave or an area uh, for a period of time uh, until the storm passed or the danger was gone. Um, and then when it was time to go, you might have five or six or eight or 10 different flocks of sheep in there and five or six or eight or 10 different shepherds. They didn't separate them. They didn't go in and say, okay, this is your flock and this is your flock. What would happen is the shepherd would step to the door and he would call his flock. And those sheep knew the voice of their shepherd. So not a, not a single sheep would go with the wrong shepherd. Not a single flock would be mixed with the other flock when it was time to go. And so only the sheep of that shepherd's flock would respond to the voice of the shepherd. And what I love about this is that we're actually designed, we're actually the DNA of who we are. We are designed to respond to the voice of our shepherd. And so a lot of people ask, you know, how do I hear God? How do I know it's him? Well, you're actually designed, your voice, your, your emotions, your mind are actually designed to be tuned in to this specific voice of your shepherd. So a lot of times we say if, if, um, if it uh, is something you've never felt before, something you've never heard before, something you've never um, thought before, and it sounds like a loving parent talking to a loving child, it probably is God. And so uh, those are just real good practical ways for you to know that you're actually designed to hear the voice of your shepherd. So you're actually designed not to be led astray. I know we, we talk about how wicked our hearts are and, you know, uh, some people prescribe to a gospel where we're just these evil, terrible, you know, wicked hearted little sinners who just can't uh, get anything right. And God is constantly angry and disappointed in us. And I actually believe it's the exact opposite. I believe that we've received the heart of Christ, which has replaced our heart of stone. I actually believe that God designed us inherently to be good and to do good. I actually believe that God designed us to hear his voice, not to be easily led astray. I actually believe that when we hear or respond to the voice of the enemy, that we know it's the enemy. We're not being tricked. And we are actually designed to know God's voice. And so... This just confirms that. But the disciples, when Jesus was saying this, were clearly um, confused. So in verse seven, Jesus goes on and says, truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep and all who come, came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep, listen to me, the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. For the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. For I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So let's talk about this for a moment. If, um, if, if we're having problems discerning between the thief and the robber and the enemy and the shepherd, then I think it's time to reevaluate our understanding of what the shepherd is or what his voice represents. The good shepherd brings these things, and he not only brings these things, he is actively doing and bringing these things into our life, which means when the day you're saved and 30 years later, we still have the good shepherd advocating these things in our life. So if you read Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you read that. 
or you read uh, Psalms 91, or you read Hebrews 13. At the end of Hebrews 13, there's some other scriptures that we'll get into here. Isaiah, Jeremiah is, is, is flooded with, with uh, descriptions or prophetic words about what the good shepherd would be like. But this is some of the things you're going to find. The good shepherd brings peace. The enemy, the thief, the robber brings chaos. The good shepherd always brings shelter from the storm. The storm is never a result of the good shepherd. The shelter provided in the middle of the storm is the good shepherd. Some people say, well, well, you know, God brought this storm into my life so that I can learn my lesson. No, 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 no. Storms come because we live on, a, on the earth and the enemy is, is doing his best to distract us. But the storm is never from God. But the shelter is. The peace in the middle of the storm always is from the good shepherd. Joy comes from the good shepherd. Uh, he never leaves us alone. We, we, we see the story of the 99 where he goes after the one sheep. He, 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 he literally will not allow a single one of his children to be in harm's way. He will do anything it takes. He will risk anything and go to any means to pursue one sheep that is alone. He lights our path. He, he goes before us. He encounters the peril before we ever get to it. And he lights up the path and he says, over here is a rock that you might trip over here. And over here is, is too close to the edge of this cliff you might fall off. And over here is a pit and over here is a snare. And over here is an obstacle. And so I've gone before I'm, and I'm lighting up the path for you so that you won't encounter or fall to these things. He brings restoration and love. On Wednesday night, I talked about he doesn't bring retribution. He brings restoration. He's not looking to punish. He's looking to, uh, to, to bring promise. He leads us beside still waters. Sheep are scared of running water. He actually so intimately knows not just the animal and what the nature of the animal is, because we can say, well, God understands our human nature. But he goes beyond that. He actually knows us individually. The shepherd would know not just his sheep, but individually which sheep were more prone to being scared of rushing wind or waters that were troubled or which sheep were more likely to be scattered or to go astray. Some would stick closer to the shepherds. Other would be, others would be more prone to, to taking off. But he loved every single one of them the same. And he knew which obstacles, which, which would be more of a temptation for one sheep over another. That's how intimately a shepherd would know each one of his sheep. How much more intimately does God know you and I? He is faithful. He doesn't leave. He doesn't fall asleep on the job. He's there in the middle of a storm, in the middle of chaos. He's there guarding the door. He prepares a, a table of rest in the presence of our enemy. He brings sustenance. He brings uh, all that we need. He, he sustains us in the middle of, of famine. He brings us to greener pastures. He, he never leaves us trying to pick or find that last blade of grass in a field of dirt. He is an abundant, more than enough shepherd. He invites us to come boldly before him. He doesn't, you know, that sheep ran off last week and so now that, that sheep 
you know, stays a good 30 feet distance from the rest of the flock. No, he expects us all to gather around him like we understand that sheep do around their shepherd. But the center of all of this, the center of the heart of a shepherd is two things that I want you to hear. And I think it's two things that, that many of us need to hear uh, today, especially with what is going on. And I'm going to take a moment to do a quick commercial for bubbly sparkling water brought to you by bubbly. This is cranberry bubbly. It is refreshing to the soul, the heart, and the spirit. It's not as good as the good shepherd, but it sure is delicious. I feel like my insides are being tantalized with the bubbles that are pouring down. You're welcome. Bubbly water does a body good and a spirit well, or something like that. Anyways, all right. <laughs> you guys, why didn't you stop me? Okay, um, hit me up, Bubbly. Um, so uh, the shepherd that the center of all of this stuff, at the center of everything that the shepherd is, he is two things. He is kind and he is gentle. If you're having problems knowing in the middle of the storm or in the middle of the chaos or in the middle of a pandemic or the middle of coronavirus or the middle of COVID-19, COVID-19, uh, if you're in the middle of all of that stuff and you don't know what is the voice of God and what is the voice of everything else, is it kind? Is it gentle? Is it bringing peace? Do you feel like it's leading you to shelter or still waters? Is it a table that sustains you? Is it does it sound faithful? Does it sound restorative? Is it lighting up your path? Is it staying by your side? Is it bringing joy? And again, is it kind? Is it gentle? That is what our good shepherd is in the middle of all of this. Isaiah forty eleven says, like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. In his arm, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. He will what? Gently lead the nursing ewes. He, he gathers the sheep to himself. He gently cares for his flock. Psalm 78, 72, we're going to burn through these real quick. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart, and he guided them with his skillful hands. Boy, I could preach Psalm 78, 72 for three messages in a row. If ever a time in the history of the church, we need to hear this, it's right now. He shepherds us according to our works? No. According to our uh, faith life? No. According to our prayer life? No. According to our own heart? No. He shepherds us. He cares for us. He responds to us. He provides for us. Come on, this is a revelation. According to what? According to the integrity of his own heart. So he's up against the integrity of his own heart versus failing us as a shepherd. Boy, if that doesn't encourage you and get you to realize that the good shepherd is actively advocating and pursuing you and advocating on your behalf and providing for you and taking care of you, he shepherds us according to his integrity of his heart. Hebrews 13 20 through 21, and this is going to introduce the song. This is the scripture that Aaron read that God brought to his heart in a moment that led us into the song, and I'm going to play it for you here now. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us 
that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I want you to hear this song. Let it speak to you. I want the revelation of the good shepherd who shepherds according to his heart, according to the integrity of his heart, the one that brings actively all of these things. I want you to hear his voice. Tune your heart into what he has for you as you hear this. This is called Shepherd by Aaron Miller. Shepherd of the 
Yes, he is the shepherd of the sheep and he is the shepherd of me. I love that. Uh, we're going to, in a moment, put a link to the YouTube video of that song. It's also on IGTV on Aaron's page. And so, um, but if you want to share that on Facebook or share it with your friends, you can, or just listen to it and let it encourage you throughout the week. What a great message for this time. Um, Revelation seven seventeen. if you can go wide, Stephen, I want to show him the scripture. It says, for the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to the springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I, I want you to see this, this, this here that says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That actually, if you go into the Greek, there's a word they're missing in the translation. And when it says it will wipe every tear, the word tear actually means like a greasy stain. So God, you know, like, you know, when you get a stain on your shirt, and you just can't get it out and you have Tide or you have, you know, you spray that stuff on it. You, you all can see how often I do my own laundry. Uh, but, um, you, you know, you, you got shout. That's what it is, shout. You spray shout on it. You do whatever you can to get that grease stain off. But it's so hard to get that grease stain off it. It's just so difficult to remove. And some of us have been in a period of sadness. We've been in a period of despair. We've been in a period of, 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 of anxiousness and anxiety and depression. And it feels like a stain that no matter what we do, we can't seem to wipe it off. It's just like a permanent marker. It just won't leave us. But the good shepherd, it says that he'll guide us to the springs of the water of life and that life-giving life-flowing power, that Spirit of God will wipe away every tear, even the ones that seem to stick to us like a stain from our eyes. Anxiety and fear and worry, depression, sadness has to go in the presence of the living water of our great shepherd. Today, I'm encouraging you as we close today, I encourage you to shut down the voice of anything that doesn't sound like this because it's not our shepherd. And tune your heart to the things that are joyful, the things that bring you rest, the things that are gentle and kind, the things that are restoring, the things that are leading you to a table of rest or peaceful waters. I encourage you today to, to be led by the great shepherd, not to be driven but to be led by a great shepherd who goes before you and prepares a way, lights up the path, brings you into a place of rest and comfort and safety so that you can experience the still living waters of heaven. I encourage you today to begin to change what you're listening to, what you're hearing, what you're entertaining. Throw out anything that is opposite of this. It is not the voice of the good shepherd. It's the voice of the enemy. And allow the stain of chaos or um, insecurity or fear or shame or regret 
sadness, anxiety, depression, whatever you're facing today, allow it to be wiped clean from your life by the gentle and kind voice of the Good Shepherd. That link they're going to put in the comments right now to that song. Listen to it a couple more times. Let it encourage your heart. If you haven't given and you'd like to, they're going to put that information on the screen for you so you can give at the end of this stream. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today to the Harvest live stream. We're going to rebroadcast this tonight around 6 p.m. For any of you that are just coming on now that missed it, we'll rebroadcast this. It'll be live um, on our page the whole day. We'll have it up there, but we're going to restream it um, again at 6 p.m. tonight. God bless you. We love you. We hope this all comes to an end soon and we're able to see you face to face. Next week, we're going to do something special. Next week for Mother's Day, we're going to do a drive-through uh, Mother's Day uh, thing where, uh, that's a really technical term, thing, where after service at about 11.15, from 11.15 to 12.15, if you drive through with mom, first of all, we'll be sterile and masks and the whole thing, but we are actually reaching out and um, we're going to be providing, let's just put it this way, a really amazing world-class dessert for Mother's Day that you can come and pick up individually wrapped. It'll be 100% safe, but it'll be individually wrapped. We're working with a local baker here, um, and we'll have more details on Wednesday night for you. But we're working with a local baker, and we want you to cook for mom or get takeout for mom, but dessert is on harvest. And so from 11.15 to 12.15, we'd love for you to drive through with your family. We'll give mom that gift. We'll wave, you know, do the social distancing hello. I would love to see your face. I know our team here would love to see you. And that's what we're going to do next Mother's Day to celebrate our moms and just do something unique and fun and to be able to see each other face to face. We will see you uh, throughout the week, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and next week at 10 o'clock for our Sunday service and 11.15 for our Mother's Day dessert drive through God bless you. We'll see you soon.